Hello there. Welcome to Care Dangerous Talk. I'm your host, Care Dangerous. Wow. This is the second season of Care Dangerous Talk. Uh, first time on Never Level TV. This is such an honor. Um, you know, I started this show almost a year ago now, and it was just an idea I had out of faith. I just wanted to promote uh, talent, uplift Black voices, and have an outlet where we could talk about issues that are important to us Black people and inspire everyone. So, you know, it's just been, it's just been the work of God that I've gotten this far. And I wanna thank all my supporters and my day ones for sticking in there with me. And uh, we're starting to see fruits of the labor. Um, today, we have a wonderful show. Uh, we have researcher and historian, Dr. Randy Short. I'll wait till you guys meet him. He's gonna bring us a lot of information today. And like I told you when I first started doing Care Dangerous Talk, this whole process is about me learning, you learning, and us learning together. So you don't have to feel like you're the smartest one at the table because we're all coming to learn and we're all coming to talk about things that are important to us. So I'll go ahead. Let's get started. I want to bring in our guest, Dr. Randy Short. Hey, how you doing? Hi, how you doing, doctor? I'm great. Wow, <laughs> you, you great. Okay, that's mm. right. Feeling good, feeling great. Mm. So, Dr. Randy Short, for the people who don't know about you, tell us a little bit about who you are. Okay, very simply, I am a D.C. native and um, graduate of uh, the University of Virginia, Howard University, Harvard University. I am a published author with one book that's out and another book that's coming. Uh, and I am a filmmaker, I've made two documentaries. I am a researcher, human rights defender, and an advocate for the rights of in particular black women and children. I'm with the Rebecca Project for Justice and Human Rights led by the uh, famous anti-eugenics activist, Elaine Riddick. And there are many things I could say, but the most important thing is I care very deeply about the need to attain human rights and economic advancement for uh, what I call DAFTA. DAFTA stands for Descendants of Aboriginal and forcibly trafficked Africans in America. Mm. Aboriginal meaning the black Indians because uh, uh, normally when we talk about who and what we are, uh, we need to be very, very precise. And that's another thing I'm very much for, promoting uh, genealogical awareness for us to know who we are, where we came from and how we're connected to each other here in the United States and in other countries. Wow, that's a lot. All of that sounded really good. And before we get started, Dr. Short, I want to do the show how I'm, I'm, I'm known to do it. I want you to sit back, relax, and let me give mm -hmm. you your flowers. Can I give you a little compliment real quick? Can you Thank sit you. back and relax? You're welcome. Okay. So Dr. Randy Short, since I first met you, you've been such a kind guy. You're so knowledgeable about a lot of different topics. I've learned a lot. I've met a lot of people through you. 
And I feel like you're somebody in the black community who has spent your life fighting and trying to better yourself and better our communities by going out there and standing up for us. And um, I just want you to know that I thank you and we thank you and thank you so much for that. Thank you. Uh, I've just begun and I'll let everybody know it's one day at a time, do what you can. If it's a lot, do a lot. If it's a little, do a little. If all of us do what we can, this situation, it seems like a mountain that we can't climb, we'll recognize it's nothing but an anthill. Yes, I love that. So you know what? We're going to go as many topics as we can. So let's just get started. The first thing I have for you, uh, this year started with this, this topic I'm about to bring up, and I know you have a lot to say about it. So we're six months in with Biden and mm -hmm. no executive order for black folks. OK, so just to set this up for you, if you go to the whitehouse.gov, they have a fact sheet. And this is the these are the facts. President Biden uh, decided to take action to advance racial equity and support undeserved communities. January the 26th of 2021. Okay, so in January, he signed four executive actions, and I'm just going to name them all. Number one, advance fair housing. Two, reform our incarceration system to end the use of private prisons. Three, reform the federal government's commitment to tribal sovereignty and constellation. And four, combat xenophobia against Asian American and Pacific Islanders. And for those of you who may not know what xenophobic, being, uh, xenophobic is, it's a dislike or prejudice against people from another country. So simply, Dr. Short, six mm -hmm. months in with Biden and no executive order for black folks, but yet those are the uh, executive actions he decided to take. Give, give mm -hmm. us your thoughts. Well, um... I just want to remind people, a black South African was murdered in Hawaii. He went to the wrong place. Someone was screaming and hollering, and the guy kept profusely apologizing. I'm sorry, I'm in the wrong place. I didn't, and they still shot him dead. That black people from other countries that get murdered, like there was a black man from Nigeria who was tased to death through his penis in Savannah, Georgia. Mm -hmm back in 20, it's, it's been a few years ago, but these things happen. They kill Caribbeans and Africans and others who are black. And that's not covered typically by the xenophobia thing. So uh, that xenophobia basically is for people who are not black, who are foreign. Okay, so there's nothing in that for us. Look. Biden is the closest thing to Adolf Hitler in the history of black people in the United States. Mm. His legislation, his mass incarceration bill put more black people in jail than Hitler jailed Jews. Uh, there are millions of black people whose lives have been destroyed by legislation enacted on the Biden bill. So Joe Biden is a monster, He's a career racist. He's a deviant. He's a degenerate. He's a liar. Blacks that live in Delaware are among the poor, amongst the poorest in this country. Delaware is one of the most racist states in this country. 
it's the most highly populated black state north in the northern parts of the United States. And it, there is no change in the lives of blacks in Delaware of the entire 50 plus years that Biden has been in office. Mm. He was against equal education for blacks. He has supported the militarization of the police. He has supported these unjust wars. And he's a neo-Dixiecrat. He officiated the eulogies for every single solitary racist senator that was opposed to Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, civil rights and everything else for black people. And that's just the fact, aside from the sidebar that blacks still disappear in Delaware and wash up on the beaches, blacks get lynched in Delaware. That was covered up by Joe Biden Jr. And uh, Hunter Biden, I've seen the pictures, it appears he enjoys having intercourse with underage black girls. It's a racist family, plus he uses the N-word. The Bidens hate our guts. And the Black Democratic leadership in this country are liars, pathological traitor liars, who help everyone but us. Woo! You didn't, you didn't comment in any words, Dr. Rand. No. I, I don't like Biden. Biden assaulted me in 2003. He knocked me down on Louisiana Avenue. It's a custom in the South that a black and a white can't be on the sidewalk at the same time. Joe Biden assaulted me. He knocked me down in front of the Japanese concentration camp memorial uh, thing on Louisiana Avenue. I I'm still can't believe because for that same reason, my grandfather killed a white man for the same thing back in the 1930s, which is why my family lives in Washington, because they had to leave. So imagine me many decades later being treated the same way my grandfather was down in Rocky Mount, North Carolina, about 1935. Wow. I mean, I'm just in a state of shock by learning all those things that you just said. Um, why do you think they decided to say, start this whole anti-Asian um, thing up? Okay. What's well, going on there? Uh, it's, it's a power grab and it's a scam. It's, it's a, a scam 100%. First and foremost, um, if you just look at the recent case that where Mr. Nguyen up in Michigan shot a black child for being on his lawn and they were almost, what was it, just so $10,000 is gone, right? Uh, we've had a history of Asians killing black people or being involved in the deaths of black people. And they've largely ducked that because there's a scam of pretending that Asians are somehow the wonderful, enlightened, loving, caring uh, model minorities. And they, they are what everybody should aspire to. And this is not completely true. In fact, they've been juxtaposed against Blacks. We're failures, they're successful. Let me make this very clear. What had been planned or dreamed for by many people in the 1860s was for Blacks to starve to death and be destroyed, and they would be replaced by Chinese. Mm. This is part of why Asians were brought to replace Black people, the project fail. So there's always been an effort to replace Blacks with other people and as well use 
Asians and others against black people. What, what is Dr. Short saying? The people who introduced narcotics and drugs into black neighborhoods across this country before the Italians and others did were the Chinese. They're the mm -hmm. first people to push dope and, 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 and other drugs in black communities. This is a fact. So this idea of, uh, I mean, we've been the victims of aggression for a long time from these people. And I'm gonna go through some history. Okay, go ahead. The, the Los Angeles riots, uh, the so-called Rodney King riots, had more to do with the black girl named Natasha Harlins, who had her head blown off over a bottle of orange juice that she paid for by a Korean or Chinese store owner named Mrs. Du. They gave this woman probation for murdering this girl. Let's go to Floyd George because uh, I despise stupid people and people that don't research. Mm -hmm. The reason that George Floyd is dead is Cup Foods is owned by Asian racist Palestinians who are involved in human trafficking, drugs, and other activities. They had him killed. Eric Garner was killed outside of a Asian store. Mr. Sterling mm. down in Baton Rouge was killed outside of an Asian store. There had been Asian police who murder blacks. There was an Indian man down in Florida who murdered a black man and he got caught. So this these people have been taught that blacks are subhuman and they have been allowed to bring money into the country through uh, sovereign wealth funds to buy up properties in black areas because of the corruption of black democratic uh, political groups within cities like Detroit or Cleveland, or for that matter, Washington or Memphis, crooked black Democratic politicians take bribes, not just from Asians, but also police, which is why they're able to do things like sell loose cigarettes, alcohol and drug paraphernalia. In fact, much of the drugs moving throughout black communities in this country are being sold by Asians. Mm. So George Floyd might be alive today if the same people who are alleged to have had sex with underage black girls and pay out money, who work with the Bloods and Crips. And there have been many shootings. Many people have been killed outside of Cup Foods in uh, Minnesota, uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota, since. But you don't hear that. So, yeah, so we're getting we're getting only part of the story. No, right? no, 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 that's not it. There, there's a fraud going on, and I'm going to just go to it. The, the, the Congressional Black Caucus and the Democratic National Committee have a conspiracy against the survival of Black people in this country, either through omission or commission. Nancy Pelosi, the House Speaker, she and Hillary Clinton, their policy is to do nothing for Black people. And we now have 57 Blacks in the House and Senate, and we're still getting murdered. We still get nothing. The more blacks get elected, the more of us get killed. The worse things get. So there's a trade-off. A certain group of blacks benefit a small number, and then the larger number of us suffer. 
anybody that dared to go and investigate what was going on in Minnesota would have found out that that uh, the Cup Foods is not only a mosque, but it's a place of drug dealing and mm -hmm. corruption and death and theft and, and thievery, but because they're Muslim and they're Asian and they give money to people. And I need to say the crooked man, Mr. Uh, Keith Ellison, the former congressman, who's now the state's attorney, I think, in, in Minnesota, because of this whole thing, I'm gonna just say to you, when black people become Muslim, they put black last and Muslim first. Mm -hmm. That's what a lot of them do. I've met Christian coons who are black coons who are evangelical or Catholic or whatever first and black last. So in a lot of instances, if you have black politicians like Crooked, Hakeem Jeffries, mm -hmm. who calls himself a Muslim, he's out in New York, and yet he promotes a, a radical pro-gay agenda. How long would he live if he were doing this in the Middle East? Where all <laughs> It wouldn't last too long. We've got some incredibly wicked people, traitors who are in positions of influence, if not power, and they serve everyone but us. Where can we even go with that? Uh, Dr. Short, I posted about anti-Asian hate and I can't say I was surprised, but a lot of black people on my page on Instagram were saying, I'm happy for the Asians. I'm glad they got it. And I'm thinking over 400 years of not just slavery, mm -hmm. institutional racism, just uh, being treated unfairly, not being on the same system economically, mm -hmm. And how could you put another race of people before your own, knowing what we've been through? We've been putting whites ahead of ourselves for 400 years, too. Why not Asians? We always put Black people are xenophiliacs. We love everybody but ourselves. Yes. So you're telling me that you have, in fact, I, I hope that this show gets rid of some of the people that follow you if they're stupid like that. I hope that I make them so angry that they never follow you again. <laughs> oh, man. No, I feel you, but it, we dealing with a lot of stupidity. Um, mm -hmm. I want to just bring in some numbers here because the New York PD reported that hate crimes motivated by anti-Asian sentiment jumped, from, jumped to 1,900% in New York City in 2020. Mm -hmm. And the Stop AAPI Hate, uh, reporting the database created at the beginning of the pandemic as a response to the increase in racial violence, received 2,808 reports or anti-Asian discrimination between March 19th and December 31st. So mm -hmm. if a person asked you, where are all these hype in the numbers coming from? Are they made up? Are they just put out there to make us feel like all this hate going on. Mm -hmm. Well, what's your thoughts on that? I want to say to you, when a Kai girly was shot to death by an Asian officer who's going through a black residential area, just firing off his gun for the hell of it, the entire Asian community demanded that this murderer be released. No punishment. We say so. Uh, Asians are honorary white people. Mm. They're playing in the middle game. It's a losing game. 
and I'm going to just tell you very quickly, as the United States relationship with China gets worse, Asians are going to catch much hell, and it won't mm -hmm. be black. It's like the white man who killed all the people down in Atlanta, mm -hmm. and that wasn't a hate crime. A black man who's half crazy who killed his own mother but beat up a Filipino, that's a hate crime. Oh, right. Part of the scam is white people trying to say everybody's as bad as we are. Yes, that's the point okay, I wanted that's to what, get. That's what it, that's Not what everybody's receiving racism. It's, so there's no a, racism. Sorry, I'm well, sorry. Well, no, no, no. They said it's racism, but everyone's racist. Therefore, racist. Yes. I'm not bad. I'm just like everyone else. So racism is whatever people say it is. Homophobia is whatever people say it is. If I say I don't want to see two guys kissing, I hate people, even if I haven't put my hands or done anything. And I may not want to see two straight people kissing. I think people should do stuff in their house, but they, they wouldn't do that. All of these things are basically uh, a, a decoy or detour game to not deal with the fact that, one, we're not fully free in this country and we need our damn reparations. In fact, I want two checks. I'm black and I'm Indian and I got ripped off on both sides. All of these new groups trying to raise Asians up now it's Asians, before mm -hmm. it was Latinos, before that it was gays, before that was women. And when this country was halfway dealing with itself, it was blacks and they've come, oh, there were white ethnics, white ethnics and, and white women, and then gays. And they, they keep finding help and do stuff for everybody but black people. And we're the stupid ones that allow that to change. You know what I'm saying? Let me interject um, real quick, doctor, because this reminds me of an example just to bring some um, a real story into another story into this. When I played basketball in high school, I had waited for so long to be on varsity, right? I'm on junior varsity. I'm waiting for that golden day so my name and number can be called. But every time it was my time to be the next player to start, my coach would go. He would go and recruit another girl and try to build her up just in my in my mind so that I couldn't start. I mean, he would literally take somebody that couldn't play as good as me. He would spend mm -hmm. extra time with them. It's like whenever it's time for us to be next up, they go find another issue to try to bring it to the uh, forefront. But you know what? The they place. get help. Um, the CBC, the NAACP, all of these Black boule trader people facilitate this. Mm. We has to get rid of the black leadership class needs to be fired, removed, purged as soon as possible, or we're doomed as a people. We are being exterminated by many forces, but the most sinister ones are those amongst us. There's no reason that uh, certain people should treat having a political office like a sinecure or like a, a, an heirloom family wedding ring that you pass down the generations. We need to, Maxine Waters, I mean, she and her wig need to retire. Uh, the guy, uh, what's his name? Uh, Bobby Rush, who mm -hmm. looks like the Baphomet goat, the little devil goat who had the 666 thing. He's sick, he needs to go. A bunch of them, they're old. Go to Florida, catch COVID, have an aneurysm, a stroke, a smile, leave us alone, die. You don't want to move forward. You won't stand up. A lot of them are old black boomers. My God, I hope all of them get vaccinated. I hope they get triple, quintuple boosters. 
I hope they're as bad as people say the shots are. I want all of them vaccinated. I would like for <laughs> sellout, traitor, coon, degenerate black folks to become an endangered species. We'd have a chance to move forward if some of these people weren't around. Or moves that go back to Africa, take a drum, take your family with you, you know, <laughs> take your white woman with you, you'll be happy. Leave, leave us alone, go away. But you know what? Frederick Douglass said, power concedes nothing without demand, without a demand. We're gonna have to force your generation, your mm -hmm. millennial, are gonna have to kick Maxine and all of those people out. Did you see the one down in Florida, Alcee Hastings? He's been sick for years. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're dying. Why are you still in the office? I mean, <laughs> I mean, go. We need to have a policy within our community of term limits that we'll only support a black candidate for office for so many terms. And after that, bye, Negro, Coon, see you later. And if you're a really good one, maybe. But these people shouldn't be able to have a career. Let me ask you this, Dr. Why are black people easily swayed or easily tricked? I mean, I knew this stuff about Biden, some of the information you've said, but all it took for Biden and Kamala was to show her with some hot sauce, some collard greens, for mm -hmm. Biden to just give us a but, little smile know. of his teeth. And all, all of a sudden, he's telling us we're not black if we don't vote for him. I thought you was just an American if you um, voted or not voted, because that's your right. Um, so we're pandered to, and I feel like it's always the same people. Being we're not old. pandered to. We're insulted. insulted. There's a difference. Okay. If you pandered to me, you say you want a reparations check. I can't give you a million, but I could give you a quarter of a million. We're getting nothing. We're, we're absolutely. <laughs> Actually, we are getting something. We're getting COVID. We're getting AIDS. We're getting gentrification. We're getting mass incarceration. We are getting... Uh, death squads to shoot our children in Chicago. We're getting a lot of stuff, it's deadly. We get weed, that's GMO, we get mm -hmm. food deserts. We're getting a golden corral of genocide, smorgasbord. Mm -hmm. That's what we're getting. And the traitor black people, they're traitors. We have real, we, we've got traitors in the HBCUs. Um, I'll give you an example. When I was a student at Howard, I was on the board of trustees. Uh, they had this Caribbean coon. Um, I, I don't want to remember his name. He's there, the president of Howard. He, you're a coon. He hates Black Americans. He hates our guts. And uh, Frederick, he's destroying Howard University. And, uh, you know, the little boule coons, they love foreign Black people mm -hmm. and they hate domestic Black people. You see this everywhere. I mean, let's save the children in Palestine and won't do a damn thing for the ones in Chicago or Miami or New Orleans or Anacostia. Sure. What, what is a regular person, a regular black person born here in America who's, who understands what you're saying? What can they do? How can they join a fight when so many things are against us and not just say, screw there, it, I'll there, just die there, and go on? Like, what there, can we do? There are a lot of things that people can do. The most important thing they can do is educate themselves, um, work on doing things like networking with other serious Black people, withdrawing from fake, phony, or, or waste of time activities. 
uh, like watching pro sports on television, it's a waste of time. I don't care who doesn't like it. It's, in fact, the thing that I hate, some of the things I hate the most, is dumbass black men watching sports all week long. Their kids can't read. <laughs> they haven't screwed their wife in 10 years. And everyone knows everything about the statistics of basketball players and football players. And you don't know your kid can't, has flunked out of school. You don't know how much coke they've snorted. Mm. We need to get out of being stupid. Stupid music, stupid non-nutritious food, stupid activities like mega churches. I wouldn't want to go to any place where I didn't at least know 10, 20 people that I fellowship with. Our people need to stop going to churches with bad, stupid, coon, male and female, coonesses and coons. If it's a stupid coon preacher, crooked coon preacher that doesn't have a, a dedicated agenda to preaching the gospel and putting that into practice and helping the lives of the people who pay for his alligator shoes and his ugly uh, car, <laughs> the gas guzzler, you shouldn't go to that church. I would like to see the unemployment rate of black ministers equal that of young black men and depressed urban centers. Mm. If 50% of preachers were, were, were unemployed, if there was a, de a decrease in the income of black preachers where they couldn't make any money, a lot of these dogs would get out of the business and true people who wanna serve I know really good ministers. They love black folks. They take a bullet. They're kept out of the pulpits because the Greek letter organizations and the Masons have a stranglehold. This boule, mm -hmm. the boule is killing us. What every black person can do is if you're in the Greek letter organization, quit. Mm. If you're in the Masons, quit. If you're an Eastern star, quit. Stop being in things that are not committed to changing the destiny of your people. Stop buying music controlled by Zionists that denigrates us as a people. Stop watching television. The people with the worst mental health state in this country are black women and they watch the most television. Turn the television off. Yourself for this show and this network, because we're we're giving it. Okay, to well, you no, but I'm, I'm not talking. I'm talking about mainstream television. Stop watching it. Stop subsidizing white racism with the little bit of money that you do have. Mm -hmm. Find some people that you can work with, whether it's a gun club, a book club, an an herbs and health and wellness club. If it's something that one can do or a susu ring, help each other go into business. Uh, do something to help someone other than yourself, but make certain that you take care of yourself. Stop eating so much bad food. Grow something. You know, you've got all this space here. Uh, I, I, you know, I need to go out and plant my greens and my beets and the other things and the teeny space I have. We used to feed ourselves when we couldn't go to white places to eat their poisonous food. There are black folks with all this land here in Prince George's County where you're based, and all they do is trim the grass. Do you realize how easy it is to grow tomatoes, how easy it is to grow certain vegetables? Just put a few seeds and clear it up and then go eat it, eat your own. Everyone has gotten comfortable, and we also have people just worried about We're delusional. Themselves. We're not comfortable. No unity. 
If if we were comfortable, you're, not, you're right. You're right. We're not comfortable. Delusional is we're delusional. Word. I would agree with we that. We might think we're okay. We're we're in bad shape. Stop the madness, and and stop getting caught up. Stop following people like Black Lives Matter. Yes, if I'm you, glad you let. You know what? Let's segue into that real quick. Let's segue into my next topic. Not to cut you short, but we got to go on. Black Lives Matter controversy. So Patrice Coolers, 37, the co-founder of Black Lives Matter, announced May 27th that she was resigning, resigning as executive director amid criticism over her lavish lifestyle. So apparently her resignation comes uh, amid controversy over her finances and her own wealth, again, stating that uh, allegedly buying four homes for $3.2 million, according to property records reported in April. So she said that her uh, departure has nothing to do with right-wing attacks on her lifestyle. And um, she was quoted as saying, those were right-wing attacks that tried to discredit my character, and I don't operate off of what the right thinks of me. Now she's, uh, we've hear, we hear that she is pursuing a book and TV deal. So <laughs> Dr. Short, what are your thoughts about this uh, Black Lives Matter controversy over well, the co-founder? Well, there's more than that. Most people have been too lazy to read the Black mm -hmm. Lives Matter guidelines, okay? Mm -hmm. Which basically they're promoting trans and all this other stuff. Now, let's be clear. We've always had uh, people in our in the black community that are gay, okay? My great aunt, I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be existing. Mm -hmm. My great aunt who looked, I think she was, was, was gay, I'm pretty certain who dressed and wore men's clothes the time mm -hmm. I saw her, I, I had to take a second look to make certain it was a woman. She saved my grandfather from the Ku Klux Klan. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be alive if my grandfather had been lynched, okay? My great aunt more than likely was gay, okay? Mm -hmm. So, I wouldn't be here were it not for the bravery of someone who's black and gay. I exist because someone in my family that happened to be gay is black, risked their life to save my grandfather's life. So we've always had people who had same-sex attraction in the black community. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's not the issue. Okay. Those people, everyone, and I, I'm telling, I'm not hiding. That's my aunt. My aunt. I I love my aunt. Okay. I don't have to agree with my aunt. I don't have to agree with anyone all the time. But we're one people. What Black Lives Matter, which is funded by white communists and others, wish to make this distinction that black people who are same-sex attracted have some separate community away from everybody else black, and they've been oppressed and abused by all black people since the beginning of time. This is a lie. This is a lie. Um, Patrice Coulor, who used to be the equivalent of like a 
side piece to the studs back in Compton, LA. I'm just telling you where she came from. And some Jewish hippies who were with the weathermen took her in and made her into somebody. Um, Black Lives Matter is trying to make being gay the 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 justification for leadership. If you read their guidelines, is that the civil rights movement just dogged out all gay people, used them, and gay people got black people their rights. And they they're trying to correct that by being and the leadership of our community. Mm-hmm. That's a false history. There are plenty of gay people and black leadership all along arts, culture, all of this. This is something I experienced at Harvard Divinity School where they were weaponizing homosexuality against black people to say, and because a lot of these people like Patrice Caloric, not her, the other folks in Black Lives Matter, I think Patrice has a white female husband. Mm -hmm. So these folks all have white lovers and these people are, are their controllers that I, they're using to dominate black people. It used to be a scandal if it was a black male leader who had a white wife. Mm-hmm. It's interesting now the double standards. All these black women with white lovers or black men with white male lovers, that's cool. But if I were married to a white woman or dating a white woman, no matter how committed, no matter how much I did from the black community, I'm, I'm discounted. So I resent all of them. They're frauds. They are controlled by international globalists who hate our guts. When they say they're trained Marxists, I encourage everyone to understand that Marx and Engels had a concept called the revolutionary Holocaust. Mm -hmm. The revolutionary Holocaust means that in order to create a new communist society, a minimum of 10% of the population has to be wiped out in order to create a new society. And the Marxists have picked out black people to be exterminated as a cannon fodder to bring in the new order. That's why they're always in our communities as a means to use us. And we're just over 10%, it would be perfect. If you kill off the black people, you'd solve the racial problem. So they are very dangerous people. Patrice Calores is a liar. She used to be like passed around uh, like canopy among a bunch of black female studs. And I guess she's graduated to white women now. They have lied. They've collected tens of millions of dollars. When you heard me on the phone, I was talking to Mr. Paul McKinley, mm-hmm. who's now working with Sandra Bland's family and his partner is Reverend Hunter, who's the grandfather of uh, Laquan McDaniel, Laquan, uh, Laquan McDonald. Mm -hmm. So when I say to you that they're all opposed to Black Lives Matter in Chicago, and this is all over the country because Sandra Bland's family got no money. Laquan McDonald's family got no money. Tamir Rice's family got no money. Eric Garner's family got no money. Trayvon Martin's family got no money, right? Let me me speak on that. Okay, so the, the Black Lives Matter Foundation revealed in February that it took in over $90 million dollars last year Mm -hmm, in mm -hmm. 2020 following the murder of George Floyd. Now, um, it's said that they spent nearly a quarter of its assets on operation expenses, 
expenses, grants to the Black-led organizations and other hold, charitable Hold it, hold it, hold it. Let me clarify. When they say Black-led, they're not being honest. Mm -hmm. They've given almost all of their money to trans organizations. The One of the largest Black Lives Matter chapters established in the country is in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Uh, and there, they couldn't get any money. If you don't promote trans and the gay agenda, no matter how committed you are, you can't get any of the Black Lives Matter money. There's almost a fiat. You must promote homosexuality. It has its, without, you must make gayness a significant part of what you do or you can't get any money. Okay, okay. so I, I've been seeing that they've been putting the rainbow and um over the uh black power fist. So mm -hmm. it's a merging of no it's not a merging, it's a hijacking. A hijacking. Okay, see words are powerful. You're right, a hijacking. So just simplify it for us, Dr. Short. We started off Black Lives Matter. So it was never meant to be an organization for black people. 80% of the people in Black Lives Matter are not black. Mm -hmm. Okay, Black Lives Matter is a pro-Marxist LGBTQ front group. They have other such groups, move on. All of these are funded by Soros or others, Center for American Progress. This Black Lives Matter is a, a trap. Wherever they go, they start things, they never finish anything, and they... They draw out the true black leaders who end up going to jail or get killed or assassinated, like what's happened all over St. Louis. Uh, Darren Seals is among maybe 20 black activists that have been murdered in mm. St. Louis. And there are many others who've been in jail. When Black Lives Matter shows up in the city, they get these people out. The police arrest the black ones uh, and the white ones. The white ones get bailed out and the blacks stay in jail. They are systematically destroying the black youth lead, potential leaders all over this country. They're killing them all. They're traitors to our community. When people, I'm a, you know, they're folk who don't like me. I frankly don't give a damn. Uh, I'm mostly, you know, I'm not a violent person, but I can say this to you. In Chicago, mm -hmm. Black Lives Matter has been run out of one community after the other. I know the people that have done it. They physically beat them up and attack them. If they see them, they, they're not able to march and go certain places because the people will mob them. They have done things. They've raised money when people have had a dead family member and spent the money on sex parties and other things and left grieving families. This is absolutely, it's vicious, it's nasty, it's cruel. They've raised more than $90 million. Um, most of it, there's a white guy who got a huge ball of money. This money also goes to the Democratic Party. It has nothing to do with black people. It never has. It never will. It's a so fraud. Is it, people, is it people in the organization in different chapters that thought that they were really doing something? Because well, I, I mean, they, they, and, and Marxism, they have a useful term, mm -hmm. or, or should say, have a term. It's called useful idiots, stupid ass people who get caught up in the communist movement, and they use those people and they destroy them when they, their shelf life ends. Look. These Black Lives Matter work with Antifa. Antifa in prison works with the Aryan nations that murder black men all over the country behind bars. These people have come into black neighborhoods and burnt and killed people all over this country all throughout 2020. Mm -hmm. And they're still burning in Portland and other places. It's, it's despicable. Look, 
Had those been black people burning up everything, they would have been shooting and beating people. They've mm -hmm. allowed these people to come into areas and target key black institutions and, mm -hmm. and, and, and burn and destroy those in the name of Black Lives Matter, burn and destroy black businesses like the, what they've done in Chicago and in other places. Um, black Lives Matter is a curse. It is a scandal and it's a, a crime. What you don't know in 2016, that people in the Student Nonviolent Coordinated Committee and other civil rights organizations passed the torch of Black leadership to Black Lives Matter, but did I get to vote? I mean, let's not even talk about the vote that was taken in 2020. The Black community is run like a gangster fascist uh, syndicate. Mm -hmm. uh, no one asks, we don't get to participate. You know, you have the Congress and people get to lobby and talk. These people and the NAACP, the Leadership Conference for Civil and Human Rights, uh, National Asshole Network, NAN, uh, Al Sharpton, these people don't say, hey, look, let's do some polling. What do Black people need? What do they want? How can we bring everybody in to determine what's best for us, which is truly democratic? This isn't done. We're a community with nothing but authoritarian dictatorships, whether it's the Masons, whether it's the Greek letter organizations, everything, even the churches, just do what I say. You can't think, don't ask. So in reality, the model for mm -hmm. most black institutions is slavery with a few mm -hmm. masses and then women at the top, even church. If people sit up the front, the pastor's wife has a big sombrero. They don't like anybody else. You can't speak to them. I mean. We don't have true institutions that build community that allow people to think and talk about and tease out what their problems are and what the solutions could be. We are bereft as a community of sovereign institutions that teach us how to solve problems, resist our enemies, and prosper. This reminds me of, of working in a corporation and hearing um, the the diversity department say, diversity, diversity, diversity. Mm -hmm. Let's be diverse, but no diversity is really happening. Well, we it's have perversity now. Perversity. Perver <laughs> perversity. Yeah, that's what we've got now. Black Lives Matter is perversity. Now, I just want to end this uh, Black Lives Matter part with Reverend T. Sherry Dickerson, president of the Oklahoma City Black Lives Matter chapter and a representative of the BLM 10, a national group that organize, uh, of organizers um, has uh, public, publicly criticized the foundation over funding and transparency. Um, Dickerson was quoted saying, I know some of the families are feeling exploited, their pain exploited, and that's not something that I ever wanted to be affiliated with. Were you aware that it was members that felt like that? I guess so, you're saying that I don't believe her. If she didn't want to be a part of it, she should have quit. Now, this woman calls herself a reverend. Didn't she read the guidelines? How does that square with the Bible? So it's what, a, a coon female pastor. They're no good either. The men are bad enough. Some of the women are worse. These people are liars. If they didn't read the guidelines, if they didn't take the time to do that and ask, how does this square with the values in my community? Do, do drag queens, is that the most important thing? Why are men that impersonate women more important than women? 
all the women being killed all over this country, black women being shot, stabbed, butchered, and there's no outcry for my, my black women. I, I'm about to get angry. And yet all these men, just a handful of men pretend to be women every time one of them gets hurt. Oh, that's national news. I mean, are you kidding me? And you can't speak on it because you're afraid no, you can't lose speak. your job. But people you, are afraid they're going to lose their job, their well-being. Because if you speak out and you have any opinion other than yes, it's okay, then people targeting you. Is that is that not true? Well, black people need to disengage. Mm. Um, we're not getting the jobs anyway. They're giving everything to everybody <laughs> else. So how long before they fire you? How, I mean, how long before they say you have to be vaccinated every three months to work here, no matter what mm. it does to you, and you don't get time off? No, you're right about we're, that. We're going to have to get some dignity and some integrity or steal it. We steal everything else uh, and decide, do we live or do we die? And I'm not optimistic that everybody's going to be saved. I'm pretty clear that... Mm, we're probably going to lose a quarter to a third of black folks are going to be destroyed in a range of ways because of the failure of leadership, all of it, religious, cultural, the failure of leadership, the lack of institutions, the lack of sharing money and resources to turn things around, the cowardice of not recognizing, yes, we're hated by everybody. Most mm. importantly, we hate one another. Black men hate black men more than they hate killer cops, the Klan, or the Nazis. Now black women true. hate black men more than they could ever hate black women. Black men hate black women. I mean, young black folk hate old black folk, old black folk hate young black folks. We're a community that's always talking about love and nonviolence with people who hate our guts, but we're very violent and hateful towards one another. We need to start a moral ethical reparations project amongst ourselves. Mental health, that's gotta be the next thing. That was a lot of ping pong and this person hates this person, this person. We got a lot of work to do. There's a lot of self-hate going on. Mm. Well, sure. uh, that's what I heard from what you just well, said. Well, it is. Well, self-hatred is necessary. Self-hatred will keep you enslaved when you don't have slavers. Mm. Self-hatred will get you to abort your babies. Self-hatred will get you to pretend that your rectum is a birth canal. Self-hatred will convince you that selling dope in your neighborhood is the greatest network marketing job that you could ever have, and so forth. Self-hatred will make you think that God looks like people that kill you in blue uniforms. Self-hatred will get you to think if I get into an Arab religion, where they call me uh, ad, which means slave, that that's an advancement over being called a nigger. I mean, self-hatred is really incredible. It'll make you spend money on blonde hair. It'll mm. make you damage your eyes by putting contacts in of other colors. Mm. I mean, it goes on and on. Self-hatred will make you go and eat bad, greasy uh, Chinese food versus uh, <laughs> going to a good place to get food. Self-hatred will make you hate your man. Self-hatred will make the man hate the woman and so forth and so forth. Self-hatred will make you go to a little crooked preacher that's screwing all the kids and stay there. And when you try to tell them, we, we have to, in fact, self-hatred will make you not be grateful when you have a decent life, a decent job, a mm. good wife, good children, because mm. you're not happy about anything. 
<laughs> this is Dr. Randy Short, man. You did not come to play. My God. You haven't told any lies. Man, you just hit us with some good stuff. Dr. Short, you said uh, one time we were talking, and I want to know right here while everybody's watching, have we had it all wrong? Let's talk about human rights opposed to civil rights. Right. There's a very fine, one of the greatest Black women thinkers, historians, and uh, her name is Carol Doctor. Forgive me, I got to honor her. Dr. Carol Anderson. Uh, she is down at Emory University. Mm -hmm. She has a lot of great books. Black Rage, The Second, uh, Eyes Off the Prize. She's very wonderful. Uh, and it's an honor for me to praise a Black woman for her mental acuity and her commitment. Carol Anderson is one of the greatest unsung or undersung thinkers mm -hmm. in this country. Uh, one of her books that I have maybe four copies of, and she has a book called Black White Rage, and it just lots. The Black civil rights establishment in the 1940s willingly betrayed Black people. I'm talking about the leadership of the NAACP principally. And in order to get white liberal crumb donations, they went against the moves to expose the genocide that was being done to Black Americans and promoted civil rights over human mm -hmm. rights. And you see, civil rights is what you get from your society, from your government. Now, everyone says the government's racist, government's up there, but you're going to trust them to give you your rights. And human rights is something given by God, where at least the UN could be an avenue or a venue for Black issues to be discussed. Let me just give you a simple example. In 2017, President Obama passed legislation or some sort of bill, or maybe it was an executive order to end mm -hmm. incarceration of minors in the United States. His action just happened to occur when the United Nations was touring the United States to talk about the United Nations High Commission on Human Rights, to look at what was going on with black people in the country. Meaning that the Coons and the Congressional Black Service, the National Association for the Advancement of Coon People, the National Asshole Network, Urban Greed, the National Congress, of black churches with that big fat greasy preacher, Reverend Barber, Reverend Barbecue. All of the stuff that they say that they do to make a difference had less impact than Marielle Fanon Mendez France having hearings where the United States failing to uphold the human rights of black Americans is being exposed. In fact, the discussion on reparations in the Congress that they had in 2019 and 2020, came after the United Nations recommended reparations for Blacks in 2017. I was at one of the hearings. That's mm -hmm. human rights. You see, the opposition to Blacks 
pushing for human rights came from the white liberal left, the precursors to the white supporters of Black Lives Matter, where they came up with the decoy. So Black Lives Matter is talking about trans and prisons and all this stuff and police brutality. And if you notice, Black Lives Matter is soft in their jaws for reparations, mm -hmm. soft in their jaws for Black farmers, soft in their jaws for housing and mental health and other things. They're failures on purpose. You see, white America is very keen, those that are educated, that all the people in the world, if they were to know how bad things were, they would lose respect because a lot of people increasingly as they see things like uh, all of this outpouring for George Floyd is because the white people here don't want to look like barbarians in front of people in Scotland and Germany and Denmark and Belarus. Mm. They don't give a damn about you or me. They, whites get killed by the police all the time. What a nation needs for its dollar to be respected, for its institutions to be respected, is to have the appearance of being a free and fair society. Let me give you a very simple example. The Chinese got ahead of the United States and got the most favored nation's trading status in 1989. Why? The Chinese threatened to have discussions on the Rodney King beating. Mm -hmm. in Geneva, Switzerland. That's how the Chinese were able to overcome the opposition to them having most favored nation trading status with the United States. I should know because I'm a member of the organization that went to the Chinese in 1989, the International Human Rights Association for American Minorities, which has a relationship with the UN. Black people, in particular the NAACP and others, have lied to black people, deceived black people, bamboozled black people. And even when they've gone to the International Human Rights Associations or to Geneva, they've talked about American law instead of international law. In other words, they're still scratching their head for Mr. Bobo here when they're in another country. That's like me trying to use the dollar in Japan. They'll take it if I convert it but they're not going to use it if it's not their currency. Do you understand what I'm saying? We've been betrayed over the last 20 years that certain people, now they go to the United Nations, but they don't know international law. Mm -hmm. Let me say this to you. There's an international convention for when, uh, that governs when a firearm can be used uh, or discharged by law enforcement. Do you understand under international law, all the police that have killed thousands of people and the last 20 years, all belong in jail. Under international law that the United States is a signatory nation for. We don't have to argue with people here. Remember I was talking to the lawyer the other day and he's brilliant, but he's only talking domestic stuff. And remember saying, let's do, notice his eyes glaze over like, and I wasn't saying he's not good. Mm -hmm. I'm only saying, Let's do everything we can. You know, when you have a house on fire, if you got a bucket, I got a hose, somebody else got something, you do whatever you can to solve the problem. Mm -hmm. Not say, I got the bucket. I got the bucket. This is how the, uh, the boomer, boule, coon, leftist or right-wing Negroes, evangelical, I call them Republicans. I've got the bucket. Instead of getting rid of the fire, they're more interested in showing other people, it's all about me.
Mm. There's a malignant narcissism, a traitorous malignant narcissism in our black leadership. And they're never going to change. The only thing that you can do is scandalize them. In fact, I'm going to tell you what a lot of black folks can do to help is if Thank you know you. anybody black that's important and you Listen. can put out some information to run their butts out of office. Like if you know where Maxine Waters' hidden mansion is, or if you know you see Bobby uh, Rush coming out of another person's house, take a picture, post it. You know, I have a little movement of my own that's small, but maybe you can help me expand it. I call it Coon Busters. And the mission of Coon Busters is to wage intellectual, spiritual, and physical warfare against traitors in our community. If someone does something that's no good, that's Black, we should expose them. If I know, for example, I learned some proprietary information today, I could take down a very, very important coon. I won't say whether they're left or right. I can ruin a whole bunch of coons mm -hmm. who've been in the way because someone gave me some information. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes. We could, can you imagine if like, if you could take down, uh, for example, you got this broad who's in Congress, the one that looks like Uncle Fester. I can't, um, I cannot. <laughs> yeah, she does look like Uncle Fester from the Adam family. Uh, yes, Karen Bass, Okay. Karen Bass. And she might still be president of the Congressional Black Caucus. When we tried to get Karen Bass and others to mm -hmm. look at the dangers of uh, progesterone, pro yeah, progesterone injectables for Black women and cancer, mm -hmm. strokes, heart attacks, diabetes, they turned their backs on us. These mm -hmm. are Black women in Congress turned their backs on us. The Rebecca Black, let's Black women in Congress turned her Black. Turn their turn backs, their backs right. on other black women when it's yes. concerning Let me explain to you what's going on. Okay. All your black women Democrats in this country, for the most part, get money from a radical white lesbian organization called Emily's List. Mm -hmm. In order to get money from Emily's List, you have to put feminism, gayness, and eugenics first. You don't really do anything for black people, and that's how you get your campaign cash. Who ran against Van Hollen for the Senate? It's a black woman. She wears her hair short and uh, her name is getting away from me. Forgive me for, I mean, it's, this is the one thing I hate about black people. You have to remember all these names, dates, cities, things. And by the way, after you regurgitate it all, it doesn't make a difference. And uh, I don't have my phone here to look it up very quickly, but the first black Congresswoman from Maryland, Mm -hmm. who ran for the Senate. And uh, she got about $3 million from Emily's List to run against Congressman Van Hollen. She still lost because she got no endorsements from any Blacks in Prince George's, right? And the, the white guy got it. Emily's list will give people money, but you have to be for all these abortions. You've got to be for depo. You've got to be for sterilizations. And all the Black women in Congress take money from these devils. Um, let me ask. Well, you um, can't. You know we yeah. live. Yeah, no, I, I don't care. I got to get you Dr. Shortman. Who was the woman that ran against Van Hollen for the Senate? <laughs> this is wild. 
Yeah, I can't remember her name either. She's so forgettable. No, we being real. We're gonna keep it real. You know who I'm talking about. She always wore hair short. Look, don't, um, don't you. I don't have I'm trying to phone. keep. God, what's this woman's name? She ran. She had it two or three times, about eight years, and then the letter she, of the letter of today's show will be C for Coon. Okay. okay. Yes. Uh, I'm trying to remember this lady's name. God, I can't remember. Well, don't let it stop you. What's the point okay. of the story, Dr. The Short? point of the story is that if you want to get money and you're a Black woman in Congress, you have to be on an anti-Black agenda. And they probably got something for the men, too. And uh, so this... this Donna, Edwards, got, Donna, Donna Edwards. Donna Edwards. Woo! Got okay. $3 million from Emily's list. She lost, but she got all that money because she supports all the crazy, uh, nasty liberal stuff. And their agenda isn't really black. They'll give you money if you're not for black people. So when you see all this money raised, like for War Nuts, the little a senator from uh, Georgia, the one that looks like Mr. Potato Head, the one that his wife caught, I believe, with the man. And he oh, tried to run his wife oh, over. Gilliam. No, 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 Gilliam Gilliam was in Florida. I'm talking yeah, about the dude Florida. in Georgia. I think a bunch of them are twisted. And that's the other thing. The black folks in office, look, if you're gay, just be out. Say, yes, I, I do blowjobs, or I like getting hit in the booty, or whatever it is, and stand oh, up. I always say to people, if James Baldwin could stand up for black people with a white penis in his mouth. Why can't these black folks stand up for black people today with a black penis in their mouth? Or whatever they, it is. Because they're putting being black second. Yes. Well, no, they put black last. It's not even second. I mean, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> no, everything. They, the Latinos come second. The illegals. I've seen more people cry over those teenagers that were having sex with each other down at the border that they do for millions of black children caught up in the child and family services across this country. I lose more black people in my circle trying to do something for black people than I do just being quiet. That's a problem. Well, you yeah. never had them. You, you, those people are already dead to you. It's really, it's actually, you should see people who are not real. When they disappear, it's like a social bowel movement. And in fact, that's healthy for you. You don't don't be constipated with ignorant, stupid, unenlightened black folks. In fact, you know, when I was teaching, uh, my classes were segregated. I always kept stupid people away. I didn't want to have to breathe the same air as stupid students. That may make me sick. Um, stupidity has to cease to be a virtue in our community. I need some energy here. Okay, so. And I get your point about that. Since we running close out of uh, to almost being out of time, I want to hit on a couple of things. Now you brought up Nellie's. Now for me, there's a there's a message saying there's a power concern on this uh, screen. Okay, okay. Oh goodness, hope we don't lose you. We right. gotta check your power source. Hold on, wait a second. Um, will this go in? Here. Are these cords? Don't worry about it. I'm going to get somebody to come help you. Okay. I won't worry about it. Yeah, because we're... Okay, so 
while we can, I just want to know you 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 brought up Nellies. Now, for me, when I when I was trying to research Nellies, it is a slang for effeminate homosexual, meaning unmanly or having characteristics regarded as typical of a woman. So, what did you mean by that? Um, I I didn't name the place. So no, uh, you know, you you brought up to me a topic of Nellies. Nelly. I brought up the topic of Nellie's because a black woman was dragged down a flight of steps by a security guard a few days ago in Washington, D.C., in the Adams Morgan section of Washington, D.C. Mm -hmm. It's a gay establishment in which black uh, gay people are mistreated, and there are many in Washington, and they're all over the country. I brought it up because I'm an advocate against queer crow. I'm so sick and tired of people talking about uh, the rights of gays and lesbians, right? Only with regards to um, white gays. In reality, there's billions of dollars, what black call rainbow dollars and opportunities and everything. If you go to Washington and you go to the, uh, the office that deals with the LGBTQ community, you'll hardly see anybody black in there with a job or with any mm -hmm. commanding position. The city, Washington is still about half black. I would say that about half of the black people, half of the gay people in DC are black, I would mm -hmm. say. So shouldn't they get half of the money allocated for the LGBTQ community? But they don't get that, okay? And this is all over the country. Blacks don't get it, they're not, they're not and so it's offensive to me huh okay i have you now i have you now you had cut out for a second and now you're back what i was saying to you is that i'm offended by this situation that i call queer crow because uh, black people that are, are LGBTQ, they're not getting their share of the homo dollars. Billions of dollars set aside, jobs, opportunities. It's for everybody, Asians, illegal gays, everybody, but not black ones. Yeah, because I thought the letter system was inclusive. It's not, because you're black. Okay, and, and, and so... The way that they treated that woman, I'm angry. I don't go to gay clubs, but I don't think I've got some gay family. I don't want them getting their behinds beat by crackers. I don't even support that. But at the, at the same time, I don't want people killing. When I hear about this black gay man that they left out in the desert in Nevada, that's, that's, that's disgusting. Mm -hmm. It's a lynching whether they're gay Dr. Show, it's a shortage. I'm sorry, guys, for the technical difficulties. Hopefully, we'll better get Dr. But Short back. We we have to care about the totality. Okay. Okay. For some reason, he's coming in and out. Okay, that you you're back with us. I don't know what's going on. Say a bad internet connection. Okay. That's probably what I'm saying. What I had said earlier when it 
I don't know when it cut off. Mm -hmm. You may have to edit this, right? Yeah, don't say any bad words, please. I didn't say any bad words. I was just saying that Black people who are same-sex attracted are not getting their share of the homo dollars that are being allocated to jobs, opportunity, healthcare, right? And I'm certain that people who are Black that are LGBTQ, a large number of them are poor, homeless. They don't have the same opportunities. And it's the one thing that they seem to want to offer to them is sex work. Why not coding? Why not something other than being available to rich people or, or affluent white men to screw or, or white, white studs to have black girls around? This is racist. This is, uh, this is a sexual white supremacy, buck-breaking. I'm against all of it. And as I said, at Nellie's, I don't want anybody being beaten up. Mm -hmm. I think it's unjust and it's inhumane. And at the same time, these gay people complain, we're a persecuted minority. I've been persecuted. I know so much. I'm practically Black because I haven't had No, you're not Black. You're white. You've got white privilege. Nobody knows that you uh, give blowjobs or blow domes unless you tell them. The Black people, if you've ever seen some of the literature that white gays put out where Black men are called studs and stallions, animalized in the literature, it's racist and it shows the way they dragged that sister down the steps on mm -hmm. Saturday of last week. During Pride Month, they couldn't even show any unity or this, you know, we're all together. They couldn't even do that during this month. And I had said to one of the people I know, who's gay, who's complaining about how black people are homophobic. Mm -hmm. I said, let's go up to uh, Northwest. Mm -hmm. Let's go to some of these clubs and, and see how they treat you. I'm gonna take my camera video and video how they treat you. We accept you, but don't agree with how you get down in private, but we see your humanity. They don't mind getting down with you, but they don't see your humanity and they don't want other people to know that they're with you or around you or you're used. Um, black people that are LGBTQ basically are like a party favor, uh, uh, something that's used and it's mm -hmm. discarded. So the AIDS money, whereas people die disproportionately black from AIDS, do you think they're getting those funds? Do you think they're getting those jobs? I can assure you that they're not. Queer crow is evil. Queer crow, whereas, tr trust me, if a black man and woman want to adopt a child, they'll turn them away, but they'll give that same black male child to two white men who want to raise this boy on the hook to have sex with him. Um, they so have we, this guy. We, we, so we're getting beat on every front, basically. It is. We're beat on it, which is why there's no such thing as a black gay community. It's black people. And uh, that's just why I despise Black Lives Matter and other people to pretend that there's some Black gay separate community, you know, I mean, where, I guess where there's neon signs everywhere <laughs> and mm -hmm. boas hanging off the lampposts. It's not true. And I would just like to state, just to make uh, everyone um, knowledgeable of this, Never Level TV, we're, we actually control our own narrative. So we are uncensored. So we can actually talk and be free. 
I just wanted to make sure that wasn't really a problem why we had some technical difficulties there. So mm -hmm. I just wanted to state that, uh, but uh, very good information, Dr. Short. Now, it's no way to kind of leave this topic and go into the next, but I simply must have you give us a few of your thoughts on the VP Kamala Harris, because all the black women were backing her up. I never really got a good feel for her. I didn't see what other black women were saying. They were seeing a black woman when they looked at her. I didn't see that. And it wasn't because she was light-skinned because I, I know when I can look at a, a light-skinned black woman and see myself, look at a darker-skinned black woman and see myself. But when it came to Kamala Harris, I never saw myself. So, mm. so, so Dr. Short, please, thoughts on Kamala Harris? Well, she's, she's a tramp she's a little, she's she's basically um she's proved i mean she's expanded the uh, democracy i i think everybody that uh is a whole now feels that they can become president or vice president they can get close to that because of kamala look i went to howard with kamala harris about the same time and what i can say to you about kamala and her crew is that uh, almost none of her friends that she went to Howard with were married. So, you know, hmm, I wonder about her. And I will also say that when Kamala was on the AKA line, they were snorting cocaine. That was the allegation on campus. And what they would do is role play being prostitutes down on 14th Street in DC. That's real talk. Uh, yes, I said it, okay. They would role play, they'd stand out and try to act like holes and see if they could get solicited. Okay, and um, one of the things I'm gonna say is that she, being a Caribbean, was automatically a member of the Caribbean Student Association. And the reason I bring that up is my girlfriend at the time is Caribbean. Mm -hmm. I would go to the meetings and the thing that the president of the, the CSA, that Kamala, would, I'm certainly would have been, and probably went to the meetings, pretty certain I've seen her. Um, they would call Black Americans Yankee niggas. And that was big mm. when we talk about these Yankee niggas. And they would get together and just tell how much they hated Black Americans. And I can remember being in the room, just my guts turned out of shape that they hate us this much. Mm. I've never been in a place where everyone gets together and they're against Blacks from the Caribbean or Africa, even though there's some people that don't like Africans from the Caribbean, Africans, and they don't like people from the Caribbean. Mm -hmm. So Kamala Harris would participate in this anti-Black American bigotry uh, and there are a lot of Jamaicans, in fact, that were really awful towards Black Americans at Howard. And like I said, you have a Caribbean president now who tried to have the Howard police beat up the Black American students in January 2018. So we've got a real problem. A lot of people that are Black that come here don't necessarily like us. Kamala Harris is not Black. She's an Indian. She is a Tamil Brahmin. Uh, when you say that, that means she's a high caste there. She's equivalent of a white Tamil. And they see us as subhuman. The word is paria or pariah is the English word, English anglicization of paria or uh, untouchable, or there are all sorts of words. These are people who are richly impure. The, the, she believes as a Hindu that black people came out of God's ass. Mm. And we are the perpetual slaves because we're no damn good and we deserve what we get. Kamala Harris uh, has been, uh, 
she and Joe Biden have been the greatest mass incarcerators of black people in the history of this country. She's covered up, uh, as I've mentioned to you, uh, lots of racial murders and things. She covered up pedophilia. She covered up blacks being given subprime loans and the banks getting off. Kamala Harris is corrupt. She's nasty. She's degenerate. She hates our guts. She's a whore. I stand by it. I don't care who doesn't like it. And all the black women that are stupid, that vote looking at someone's genitalia. If it's a vagina, it's okay. If it's a penis, uh, you got to check it out. That's sexist too. So uh, she's not a weird person. I'm thinking about my friend whose son had his head cracked, glitched in his head, skull cracked open with a pickaxe and a mm. group of white boys ran a train on his, on his rectum when he was dead. Mm. Kamala covered this up and prevented the family from getting justice. It's Gregory Johnson, San Jose State University in California. His mother, Denise Johnson, is a very dear friend of mine. I have another associate whose name is Dr. Um, Rhonda Hampton, who had her intern, uh, uh, Maitrice Richardson, uh, who was abducted after being put in jail for a night for no reason at all. She was clearly brutally raped and her body was broken into pieces like pretzels. And Kamala Harris campaigned. Uh, she got that position in the Senate campaigning on getting justice for uh, my truth. Horrible. Here we go. Have another stop again, Dr. Short. Little reconnect. Um, you have to admit, it's been a great show so far. Dr. Short is raw and not cut, and he gives it to you exactly the way that it is. Hopefully, he'll be uh, able to join us again. Um, having some connection issues. Um, so, so far, we, we, we covered a lot of bases on human rights, civil rights, uh, uh, gay gay rights also. Um, okay, there you go. There you are. Okay, um, a question for you. And I know how you feel about the Greek letters, but are the Deltas not aware of Kamala's background? She's not and, a Delta. She's an AKA. Oh, AKA. I'm sorry. Uh, AKA. Are they not? AKA. <laughs> are they not aware of her? Um, they don't give a damn black. about, they don't give a damn. What you learn about the Greek letter organizations is that uh, they only care about their own uh, particular order. And they talk about being black. In fact, it's sort of like what the Greeks do is similar to what the Caribbeans and other people do to black Americans as a collective. And we stupidly fall for it. Mm -hmm. I know folks that will say, yeah, we're all black together. And the minute they get something, I'm a Jamaican, right? Mm -hmm. Well, I'm not, I'm not one of you, right? Well, I'm from Nigeria, right? Right. Um, these people say I'm black, I'm black, and we black people, well, man, I'm an Omega. You, uh, did you pledge, right? So it's a way to differentiate themselves from the rest of us. And uh, we are stupid to entrust people who have allegiances, secret allegiances to other entities to be our leaders. If you've got, if you're saying, 
vote for me because I'm black, but in reality, I'm just a Q. I shouldn't vote for you. I should vote for someone that wants to help more than people just that, that just their friends. Mm-hmm. I want to bring something to your mind. Uh, when we were at the protest the other day, they mentioned Prince Jones. Mm-hmm. I knew Prince Jones in passing. He was shot to death by Prince George's uh, County policeman, a black policeman who followed him from Prince George's County through DC into Seven Corners, Virginia and shot the man in the back. Mm-hmm. I remember it vividly because people came to me and asked me to help organize demonstrations about Prince Jones's murder. You know what happened? What? Initially the people were interested, but the big brother, some of the people were cues. You see, Prince Jones was an Omega and the president of Howard was an Omega. And so the older Omegas told the young undergraduates, short is dirty, short is bad, short can't be trusted. All this stuff about me, again, great. And I told them, fine. Mm-hmm. I, and I told them, F y'all, let me tell you what's going to happen. They're going to let you rally on the yard of Howard. And they're going to make certain that the PA system doesn't work so no one hears what you say. And uh, you will be betrayed by President Swigert, who's a Q, and they'll make this little movement go away. The policeman will get a justifiable homicide pardon because Mm -hmm. the state's attorney, Jack Johnson, is also a Q. And they're going to let this man get away with murdering a very nice guy. Did it happen? Didn't you hear they still sang his name? I said this back in 1999 or 2000. So maybe 20 years ago, I told people uh, nothing will be done about this man's murder. And it's all Greek letter people, Prince George's County. It's all Greek letters. Uh, Aisha Brave Boy, I think, is a Delta. All of these people stick together. They ignore Black people. They help their small groups of people that they had orgies and deviant sex with to become members of these organizations. This is how they bond. This is what, screw us. They don't care about us. And on top of that, I'm going to say this as a Christian. No Christian can be in a secret society. It's forbidden in the scriptures. So, and these, all these Greek organizations have gods that they pray to and they worship. So they're paganistic, they're not Christian, they're phonies, they're liars, they're apostates, they will burn in hell. Yes, I said it. You can have Jesus all in your heart, you can't be in a secret society. You start looking at the rates of STDs and all these things that these HBCUs, a lot of this is driven by the activity, the drinking, the drug using, and all of this that goes with these secret societies. It debases us as a people. Uh, You can't point to me any effort systematically that's raised our people up that has come from these people. Martin Luther King was kicked out of Alpha Phi Alpha. uh, You start looking at all of these people. Obama was a Mason and Prince Hall Mason. A lot of these people are Greek letter and all this stuff. What, what, What is our status of people? If this was so damn great, why are we as screwed as we are right now? Mm. Yeah, I never got All the secrecy, all these professors, 
all of the hundreds of thousands of well-educated black people, where's their damn bank? In fact, where's their port of john Or massage parlor, even illegals can come over here and do that. Yeah, everyone can come over here and, and get a gas station. Or Except for people under the boule, their job is to make certain that we remain slaves and they're doing a great job. And until we stop looking at someone's skin color, and start looking at what are you doing. I'm gonna give you a story, I'm gonna make my cousin mad. My cousin used to be one of the leaders of this thing in Prince George's County called Kappa Care. Okay. Kappa Care was something for the Kappa Alpha Psi people to help young people. And I love my cousin, they're begging his frats to put a little bit of money in these young people. What these people wanna do is drink, whore, party, and, and, and just, live dangerously. I mean, even when they're old men, you know, white folks and frats, they cease to really talk about that after college. I mean, they drink half the world up and, you know, have orgies and everything, but ultimately they come out and they establish businesses and corporations and such. Mm -hmm. They empower one another. And by the way, if you're smart, talented and gifted, they don't freeze you out because you didn't join, you didn't pledge. These coons are such hell-fading people in these frats. I'm looking for reasons to reject other black. Well, you don't have a brand on your buttons like I do. Yeah, so that's crazy to me. Well, well, you know who used to get branded? Slaves. I and know the cute dogs, they get, they get branded there, like a cattle. There's nothing legitimate about it. All of it is a scam. It's a fraud. Our people aren't free. They've been around 100 years. I mean, crack has done more for us than the frats have. AIDS has too. COVID's done more to help our community than these group-led organizations. I said it. I hope I make all of them angry. If you see me, don't speak to me. I don't want to know you. Um, it's awful. And I've seen rapes and all these things covered up on campus over the years I was a student. There's nothing holy. It's unholy. It's wicked. It's unrighteous. And I'll tell one more story. I remember the fraternity where the men were so macho. You know which one I talked about. And the guys were bisexual and they were giving AIDS to all the sisters at Howard. Sure they, sure they did, sure they did. Uh, I, that's not something that's likable. And uh, we need to do something better. Uh, stop talking about what a strong man you are and let's see our community safer from killer cops, safer from black killer gangs, safer from a, a, exploitative Asian merchants that basically uh, would rather you sleep with them to pay for their overpriced bad food than for you to have cash. Sick of these people. They're degenerates. They're part of why we can't get hit. And they've hijacked the church and everything else. And by the way, let me just tell you, you can be running for student office or whatever. If you're not in one of their groups, no matter how good you are, no matter how committed, no matter how much good you could do, They'll vote for a shithead mm -hmm. or a whore out of their own ranks first because they pledged. That's sick. They're sick. That's part of the sickness. We'll never get anywhere until we purge this crap out of our community. Thank you, Dr. Short. We have one more topic and then we're going to get to your book. The Killing of God in Society. So would you say we're moving towards a godless society, Dr. Short? 
moving towards we're already here, mm-hmm. or, or should I say, let me be different. We have a, we don't have a godless society. Uh, what we're moving in the direction of is theistic Satanism. Mm. There's, uh, there are various types of Satanism or, um, or, or putting, or neo-paganism where mm. people call themselves spiritual. You know, I just kill a chicken now and then, or I kill a rabbit, or I burn candles, or I burn sage, whatever. Um, this is uh, growing, and it will continue to grow, a lot of witchcraft. In fact, Black Lives Matter has a bunch of witch covens up in Baltimore, a mm. bunch of uh, Luciferian witches. And um, I said it, you can look it up, it's on the internet. No, I don't respect any of them. I don't want to understand what they're about. We, we have moved. There is a, a decline in genuine uh, belief in, of, of, of all kinds of things. In, in fact, there's so many scandals. I mean, <laughs> your child is safer at a rifle range than in the church because so many people trying to molest them or her. Um, the church, if I could just, the, the so-called Christian church mm. is, um, it's a bigger failure than Hitler's Third Reich. At least, at least they made a goal of what they said they believed. <laughs> These people only want more money and bigger buildings with fewer mm-hmm. people attending. Um, the music of the church is stupid and degenerate. It sounds like club music. I mean, what do people believe? So you have a complete collapse of genuine Protestantism in this country. And of course, the Catholic Church, you know, aside from needing more KY jelly for minors, it's basically been around 2,000 years. They're going to be okay. Protestantism is not doing that well. You have all these manipulative liars uh, like T.D. Jakes, who looks like a walrus with no tusk. I mean, he, you've never seen him stand up for any critical Black issues. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's, uh, he's so weak. It's, we're a pathetic people when T.D. Jakes gets to be a spiritual leader. And he, and, and he looks sweet. He really does. I mean, just come on, TV. Come out the closet. He probably doubles membership. Well, we know yeah. the, the preachers and stuff are getting pulled by poli- politics, right? And they get and No, they're being pulled by 501c3 money. The preachers love money, okay? Right. They love money more than drug dealers do. They drive the same cars. So when we meet a person, should we think, you, even if you look like me, you could be my enemy. Is that how we have to start thinking? No. Well, people have to have a foundation in something. The problem in America is that there are millions of people who don't have any foundation in any kind of belief system. Mm. And so it's sort of like, uh, well, to treat your soul like it's a Montessori school is kind of a stupid way to go through life, but people do it. Um, people should believe something. Uh, again, I have to talk about the people I can't stand the most, which are Protestant Christians. It's what mm-hmm. I'm most familiar with. They're sorry. We shouldn't have homeless people. We shouldn't have poor people. We shouldn't. Uh, there are a whole lot of things that they should stand up against. You know, uh, about two years ago, uh, they had this thing. I think it was uh, D.C. Public Law B-23, where they were going to legalize prostitution, brothel owning pimping and sex purchases, as well as they would introduce uh, sex work as a curriculum uh, to teach children as, you know, or help them to pick sex careers when they finish school, really. 
And I know this like to call certain ministers, some prosperous people that have the big building, they're getting everybody's money, right? Do you know most DC preachers, black, completely did nothing about this, which meant that that could have created a situation where people who had huge amounts of money would have put millions and millions of dollars to draw black children into prostitution, which means it's almost insurmountable. Can you imagine if from the time that you're, say, five years old, people are trying to get you to sell your body, the chances are you might do it because you keep hearing it, everybody's doing it, and this is, right? That's what happens. They've done this with drugs, they've done it with vaping, they've done it with smoking. A lot of mm-hmm. people are stupid and they still smoke. A lot of people are stupid and they vape, even though it's messed up people's lungs, uh, because they made it popular and they've marked it. So it's interesting. You can't market cigarettes towards children, but in today's society, you can market prostitution towards children. And what's worse, the people who supposedly represent holiness, righteousness, and godliness don't have a problem with it. So I know what it's like, and I was told there's a group called the um, the Ministerial uh, Baptist, it's a Ministerial Baptist Ministers Conference for Washington, D.C. and the Senate. You know, it's a long-ass name for Negro preachers, right? And I was told, I asked to be able to appeal to them to protect our children. And I was told they wouldn't speak to me. Mm. I'm a bad person. Imagine, I'm saying, don't rape our kids. Don't, don't pimp And you're the bad people. person. Wow. I, yes, I, I'm, I'm a bastard. Mm-hmm. And so when you hear me curse out and I don't like preachers, and I, I mean, I, I'm glad COVID's shutting some of their asses down. Those who are our children. I don't have any children of mine, but I love children. To think that they would just be okay with this or say nothing about this, but a little bit of crumbs that they get. Let me tell you something about the coon preachers in DC and French churches. Do you know that they have this drainage tax on their churches? So they have to pay for the volume of rain that comes on the roof of their buildings. Wow. And, and it's, it, it can be a really large bill if there's a lot of rain, like what we've had lately. So the, these preachers are going to be driven out of business by the city because they don't have enough money to pay for the raindrops. And they would go, and you know what I said? Hey, look, I'll work with you ministers. Let's fight uh, Bowser, you know, the mayor of D.C., who looks mm-hmm. like Arsenio Hall, had a baby with Jaws. <laughs> I don't know who the mother was. Okay. And... Um, <laughs> and the people wouldn't give me any paperwork where I could have gone to the media and fought it. At least I would do it. And even though I don't like a lot of coon preachers, you need places to pray and worship. It's part of who we are as a people. They won't stand up. They're afraid they're going to lose something. Um, the scriptures say we're not given uh, a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind which says to me a lot of these so-called preachers are not believers in, in Jesus Christ. They, they believe in their bottom line. They believe in their 501c3, which I call 501 enslave me money. Mm-hmm. And they don't care a damn about the people. And it's all a hustle. It's just the business. In fact, so many people that aren't worth a damn, either ex-drug dealers, human traffickers, they're all becoming preachers now. Look at Kwame, Kwame uh, Turk Patrick up in Detroit after being in jail now he's going to preach and he'll probably have as many women in scandals and church as he did before he got jailed when he was mayor of Detroit. 
My goodness, my goodness. It's, it is so much going on. Uh, Dr. Shortley, thank you so much. Before we get out of here, I want to go over your book, right. Slavery's Mastery, Religion's <laughs> Oppressive Bigotry, Unhinged, Oppressive Demonic, Religious Bigotry, Exhibited in God's Name by Randy Short, PhD, Forward by Roger Stone, former President Trump advisor. Right. Tell well, us about your book. It's very simple. It's my dissertation from Howard. It's taken me forever to get it printed. Uh, I hope that it's success, successful because I've got about four or five manuscripts that I need to begin to turn into books because people say, you're a doctor, but you have no publications. I now have a publication. I have another book with Roger Stone called I Am Spartacus and Cory Booker. So I have two books out this year and I've actually got a manuscript on Denise LaSalle, the Queen of the Blues. I'm going to ask Bobby Rush, the King of the Blues, to do a forward and try to crank that book out this year. And maybe I have four or five or six books. There's a whole lot of stuff that needs to be written down. I also want to do a book about no good um, racist, racist Christians who are white mm-hmm. and cool Negro preachers. Now, <clears throat> my book is, a, is basically a combination. It's a social biography. Oh, just one second. Something's in my uh, No problem. It's a social biography on the life of a human rights defender by the name of William Henry Shepard, who was born right after the Civil War. And he died in 1927. Mm -hmm. And in explaining his life, I chronicle religious racism, the history of the slave trade, uh, a little bit about this man and about the United States and other countries deciding to divide up Africa. And uh, it ends with his life ending, <clears throat> but it's about 560 pages. Mm-hmm. And which includes the notes. And it, it just talks about everything from how, in particular the Presbyterian church, which is one of the most important white churches is so racist. It's so monstrous. <clears throat> a lot of what the independence of this country is based on, just a pure religious-based hatred of Black people. And you can see that too, looking at the life of Shepherd. I want to get enough money to continue because William Shepherd, who helped establish the Presbyterian, which is called the American Presbyterian Congo Mission, in Congo in 1888, still exists. Mm-hmm. Um, what happened later <clears throat> is one of the white missionaries and his wife raped hundreds of black women and girls. That needs to be documented. And by the way, one of the senators from the United States used to hang out at the mission, Senator Frist from Tennessee, who was the candidate for president. I remember putting it out, sharing it, that Frist Frist can't be president because he knows about this husband and wife that were gangbanging little black girls and black women Mm. for decades at a time. And the Presbyterian Church of the United States covered up for the rape and molestation of black women and girls. 
and I want to write about that. So what I do want, it's a good read, it's a good book, um, is they can reach out to me. Are you, do you have a way to share my information? You can state your information and we'll make sure to get it out there. Okay, well, the best thing to do is uh, wrandyshort at gmail.com. That's my email, W-R-A-N-D-Y-S-H-O-R-T at gmail.com. And or you can write hollismedia.net, H-O-L-L-I-S-M-E-D-I-A dot N-E-T, where you can order the book directly and it will be shipped to you. Um, I'm on Twitter, DRS11965, DRS11965. I'm Randy Lancaster Short and Facebook, Randy Lancaster Short in, um, wow, and so many things. You just look for that, you'll find me. I'm on Instagram, Randy Short1965. Uh, you can find me. In addition to that, if people just love what I do, uh, I got Cash App. I love people to send me like pennies and so forth. That is DR Randy Short. DR, capital D, lowercase r, uppercase R A N D Y, uppercase S H O R T. In fact, um, I have a website. I'll share that with you in the future. I've got another one that I, I just paid to extend it. I call it Coon, Coon Busters, um, which is, um, we'll be using that to fight against no good and corrupt black religious and political leadership. So I would love for people who you gonna call Coon Busters. And <laughs> I have a very good YouTube channel. I need about 400 subscribers so I can go back to being live and what I do on that is the Angry Black Men's Book Club, where I pick different books and read and share. And I love that. I mean, just Angry Black Men's Book Club. YouTube put me off. They got very mad with the Angry Black Men. But why can't we be angry? Isn't that equal? So that's quickly. But good books, more things to come. You can also see articles by me in Natural Hair Magazine. Uh, and I will be writing articles for Schoon, for uh, Curtis Schoon's website. And uh, if you look for me in Google, I do lots of interviews. Some of them are humorous. Um, and yes, I'm, I do everything I can to spite coons and pork chop feminists. And you're also in Tariq Nasheed's. Yes, uh, there's buck breaking. <clears throat> which I'm in that film, and I'm also in, uh, well, Hidden Colors. No, not in Hidden Colors, but in um, Black, White, and Blue, which is mm -hmm. on Vimeo Prime or Vimeo Vimeo on Demand, and as well as Amazon Prime. Black, White, and Blue. It's really good documentary. Curtis Schoon did it, and of course, I've been after Black Lives Matter. I've always been fighting them. Uh, my soul will be fighting them when I die. When does um, slavery, slavery Mastery come out? It's already out. Oh, it is out. In, okay. in fact, I should have my copies next week after an incredible delay. So if you order it, you'll get it. And um, I, I think that's about covered it. But definitely 
hit a brother up if, in fact, if you you don't have, I'm going to go back. I always like to beg for money. It's a preacher. Hey, give me some money. Okay, if you don't have a cash app and y'all want to send me a buck or two to keep up the Coon Buster movement, I, my email, wrandyshort at gmail.com is also my PayPal and Zell uh, address. So you can write me. I answer questions. I do personal appearances, provided I'm paid. Uh, <laughs> Busters. I, yeah, and I would love to see if we can do a buck-breaking presentation. Perhaps we could have some place to meet. I, I have two films of my own I'd like to screen again. The Facade of the American Dream and Dred Scott Nation, which are oh. two. And what? and I'm hoping I get to do documentaries with you. I mean, I've got some ideas. I think we can really, if you're as crazy as I am, I mean, you know, they're gonna they're gonna make a house for me in Africa. They just you know go to hell back to Africa. We gave you a mansion. So we we <laughs> well, I tell you what, well, they, they need to send us the money to go to Africa, and maybe we'll start going if they will give us the cash flow to go and set us up. We'll we'll, well happily go. You have to understand, even, and that's in my book, Slavery's, Master, Slavery's Mastery. Do you know that they were sending people back to Africa, but they knew that you had a 50-50 chance of dying within a year. So it wasn't really that. Basically, it's another way to kill you. But you're dead all the way over there. See, we didn't do it. You died in Africa. We didn't kill you. Uh, white supremacy you. you just, just a malarial mosquito bit you, or you drank some brackish water, but we didn't do it. So, um, nah, nah, nah. Well, I tell you what, we about to end things right here with Dr. Short. So go out there, get slavery's mastery, religious oppressive bigotry, unhinged, oppressive, demonic, religious bigotry exhibited in God's name. Watch Tariq Nasheed's book breaking. And if you haven't already, uh, make sure you follow me on Instagram at Care Dangerous. Dr. Short will be a guest on a number of episodes. So you'll be able to hear about him a lot more. Dr. Short, thank you so much. Thank, thank you. you so kindly for being my first guest of season two of Care Dangerous Talk. It's just fun. I'm, I'm happy. Okay. God bless you and you keep doing God's work. God bless you. Okay, and you look sexy with that long hair down. You be hiding. No, look, I don't hide. I just got different faces for okay. different places. Okay, all right. <laughs> well, there's another face that matters the most. <laughs> okay. See you later, Dr. Short. See okay. You. Bye bye. Okay. So, guys, I just want to tell you again thank you so much for joining me for the first episode right here on Never Level TV. As you can see, we started off with a bang. If you didn't enjoy that, I don't know what you will enjoy because he gave us the raw, unfiltered truth. Now, next week, we have actress Erica Hubbard coming on. I can't wait. Oh my God, I have a, a the rest of June is going to be packed with some really great guests. You don't want to miss it. We're going to have all kinds of people on here. It's going to be a lot of fun. If you haven't already, make sure you go to the Terror Dangerous YouTube page. Subscribe and sign up for notifications so you can see whenever we have new videos coming out and all that. Um, also, go to Care Dangerous on instagram make sure you follow me there lots of contents all across the board follow never level tv on instagram and all the social media look we're really doing things big thank you goes out to never level again thank you so much for this opportunity we're gonna keep growing we're gonna keep doing this thing
I'll see you guys next week. Peace and love, and I'll see y'all.